The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO and Power Plus, their next generation broker portal that gives you more speed and control over the process. You can now disclose, lock, and manage your loan seamlessly from start to finish, all in one place. It's another reason why greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is Division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Mortgage rates have been sliding down since last week's CPI report, but how long will this last and how well can you actually try to take advantage of this? Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. Today, I'm joined by Peter Norton. He's CEO of Homebridge Financial Services. Peter, thanks for joining me. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure, Mike. So I guess just to start things off, you know, how far have rates fallen? What are you seeing? I mean, obviously the numbers are kind of all over the place right now. I think the lowest I saw this morning was NerdWallet headed at six and a half for the 30-year fixed. What what are you seeing actually happening out in the market right now? Well, I think, you know, certainly last week's CPI number um, was a bit of a, it wasn't really a surprise to me, honestly. I mean, we were anticipating seeing CPI numbers starting to drop, but there's such a huge lag between the actual reduction in prices and them actually getting to the CPI and PPI. So you had a circumstance last week where the CPI dropped for the first time in a while, where the inflation rate dropped to 7.7 and interest rates plunged and the stock market rallied a thousand points in the day. And everybody thinks it's this big euphoria. Now, um, and now, Honestly, it did drop rates pretty hard because if you use like a, a Fannie or a Freddie base, you know, prior to that on Thursday, rates were really like seven and a quarter and they dropped down to like six and three quarters. Yes, there are people out there that might be lower, people who are working for less margin. Um, but generally, they went down like 50 basis points. Now, from my own perspective, I've been anticipating a drop for a while. Um, I think it got delayed. Uh, because the numbers really weren't showing in the CPI or the PPI. The PPI actually came out today, also a much better number than anybody anticipated, uh, basically showing the producer price index unchanged, which I would have thought you would have actually had an even better rally today, uh, because that's really, that's systemic. That actually is going to push down prices throughout. So my own, my own feeling relative to interest rates in general is inflation is going to abate. It has been abating. If you look at commodity prices, commodity prices have been dropping for months from where they were. I mean, your average commodity is down 25% from June. Some of them, such as lumber, are down like 65% since June. And I tend to watch that to get a barometer of where inflation is going to go or isn't going to go. And right now, it really looks like we are starting to deflate. So from my own perspective, I think the 10-year ten year got up as high as four and a half, I guess, about a month ago. Yeah, um, and it was still over four. When CPI numbers came out last week, I think it was at 4.1 or something. Right. I think today it's running around, for the last I looked earlier today, it was like 381. 
Um, so that has certainly come down. I think the four and a half print might, in fact, be the high that we're going to see. So I'm personally anticipating, I just gave this speech to all of my own sales leaders yesterday, as a matter of fact, on a similar type of call as this, because um, they were asking me the same kind of question. And I, I really believe that come by the second quarter, you're going to see a pretty large drop in mortgage rates specifically as the 10-year drops. Oh, it really will be the lead and take take us down. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to see mortgages back into the low fives somewhere in the second or latest third quarter of next year. And it could even happen earlier if these inflation numbers really start to show a deflating economy. It could happen even faster. We don't really know what's going to happen with that. But I certainly am looking more towards, you know, low fives for, you know, the second half of next year, which I think is encouraging for the people that survive. Uh, it'll actually be an opportunity for some refinance activity again for what closed this year, um, because obviously you're closing loans in the sixes. Somebody in the low fives is going to refinance. Um, not that I'm a big proponent of refinances because I'm we're more of a purchase shop, honestly. But I think when rates get back to more in the low fives, I think you'll see the purchase activity increase as well. So we're pretty bullish on where this is going to go. You just got to get through the next six, eight months. And that's the reality. And so you obviously we've seen rates with so much of the economy be very herky jerky and all over the place this year. Uh, and, and things can, can at times feel like they're very reactionary to what's happening in the moment. You, you, it sounds like you think like, you know, not only are rates going to fall, but at least for the short term, are they going to stay where they are right now? Uh, you know, we had those good PPI numbers to reinforce the CPI numbers. So is that kind of the thing that's going to help keep rates where they are? Or are they going to go back up in the short term? I would I would probably anticipate that rates will sort of stay in a relatively low range, you know, a quarter of a point up or down uh, and probably stay in that area until you see more from the Fed um, and, and really more from the numbers as they're posted. The reality is I still do believe the Federal Reserve is going to continue to raise interest rates. I, I think short-term rates are going to continue to rise. And as short-term rates continue to rise, you're going to have, in my opinion, you're going to have a larger inverted yield curve. So right now it's running at 54 basis points, which is close to its all-time high on the inversion. But I wouldn't be surprised to see an inverted yield curve or 100 basis points or higher as the Fed raises rates, but inflation's coming down. And as that happens, long-term rates and mortgage rates will drop. So that's, that's my own prognostication. Not that I'm an economist, but ironically, the MBA, um, actually, I think the MBA feels pretty much the same. Uh, the last report I saw from the MBA, I mean, Mike Fratantoni actually was talking about um, thinking that rates may actually, by the end of next year, get into the high fours, which would be a whole different story again, which would you know be good for 24, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the rate drop now, is this enough to sort of jumpstart origination? Or, you know, there's certainly a lot of issues. Consumers are still worried about a recession. Obviously, home prices aren't going to go anywhere. Is this drop enough to sort of give us a little jumpstart in originations, or is this just maybe somebody who's on the fence? This might woo them into a deal. I, I think it's more that. 
I think if somebody's on the fence, I, we didn't see, we, we had a huge lock day on Thursday and Friday. Um, and frankly, that's because people that were on the fence uh, that already had pre-qualified now all of a sudden locked uh, as they took advantage of rates being down somewhat. Um, but I don't think that's going to accelerate the buying season. Well, let's face reality. We're getting near the end of the year. We're really going out of the buying season anyway. I think the consumer, for the most part, is somewhat in a holding pattern. Um, but I think as rates drop, when we start dropping another, you know, you get down to like six and a quarter, six, I think you're going to start to see some acceleration. And I and I think, you know, the buying season next year, I think there'll be more consumer confidence in general because the inflation numbers will be down. Um, you know, housing, let's face reality. Housing always leads us into a recession. We are in a housing recession. There is no question about it. But it also leads us, it's the first one to bring us out of a recession. So again, I'm pretty bullish on what happens come second half of next year. And uh, I'm pretty confident that we're actually going to be in a fairly good market. Let's face reality. The overall production is still going to be over $2 trillion. So it's a pretty big number historically, no matter how you look at it. That This industry needed somewhat of a consolidation. We have way too many lenders for the amount of volume that's out there. And as lenders, whether they merge, whether they sell, or whether they close up and go home, it's just going to add for market share for the companies that actually can survive all this. And you know, certainly I'm pretty confident we will. So I, I, I know we will. We have a very strong capital base as well. So don't miss the largest regional mortgage show in the nation. The New England Mortgage Expo returns to Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, January 12th and 13th. See us at www.nemortgageexpo.com. Start your year with the best connections in the industry. Dozens of sessions, scores of exhibitors. It's where success is written every hour. www.nemortgageexpo.com. <laughs> That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Yeah, um, anyway. <gasps> obviously, this market not just with mortgage rates, but just with housing prices, with a lot of things, it's really kind of warped consumer expectations as well as seller expectations. Um, now we have this sudden plunge in, in mortgage rates, which which is seemingly a good thing. But I guess if you're an originator and, and you're you're talking with a buyer who's, um, you know, basically they're they they're just discombobulated. They have no idea what to make. I, I um. I, I think a, a recent survey showed 15% of consumers are just completely confused by what's going on in the housing market right now. How do you, how do you guide them, you know, to get to a sale and to get to a sale when the time is right for them? Obviously you want originations, but you want customers who are satisfied or are going to bring you referrals. How do you get them to a sale when it's right for them? Well, you know, I think it depends upon their economic circumstances, number one, and what their affordability is. I mean, I don't think there's any question about it. I, you know, one of the biggest problems I think the industry has right now in general is, you know, loan officers in general, you know, we have a fairly large retail staff. I mean, we're, we're pretty, we're, we are predominantly retail. We're, 68% retail. Um, and loan officers really got used to a scenario in 2020 and 21 where the business just came to them constantly. So there's a whole different thought process that has to go into uh, an originator's perspective relative to, well, I really have to go out and get the business now. And I think that's a major adjustment for a lot of people. I I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I understand it thoroughly. 
Um, it was just so easy. Now it's a question of really going out and making more contacts, developing more contacts, whether it's with realtors, whatever your referral source might be, whether it be builders, whatever it is. But the biggest thing that I said, I actually said this to my salespeople yesterday is is positivity and having a positive attitude relative to what you're doing. When, when you're dealing with a consumer and you're negative in general, and you have a negative feel for the overall business, you are turning that consumer off. And that consumer is going to go very negative. So the key to me is maintain a positive outlook. You know, we all get through these things. You know, you can't, you can't worry about what you can't control. And you can't really control interest rates one way or the other. But people are always buying houses. People always have a need to refinance. There was just an article that came out today. I just saw it today about consumer debt going through the roof, the highest it's been in over 30 years. Um, and, you know, a lot of that's going to open up opportunity for for loan officers to refinance people into, into shorter term, lower rates going forward. So it's really more a question about being positive about what's going on in the, what's going on in the market, what we can offer, what we cannot offer, um, and lose the negative attitudes in general that are out there. And I think the consumer will listen to a loan officer because they are a trusted advisor, whether it's a, a loan officer or it's a mortgage broker, whatever it might be. Um, they they are a trusted advisor. That's what they're there for. And I think if you if you actually have a positive attitude, you will get that consumer. If he's thinking about it, you'll get him off the fence, and he'll jump in and actually make the move. And I think that's key. One one other thing that I wanted to ask you about, sort of on you know work you know you're an advisor, you're trying to help your consumers understand the market and set you know understand what's going on, set realistic expectations, and also back to. What you talked about at the beginning that you think, you know, in the maybe in the middle of 2023, certainly in 2024, originations will start to pick up. Consumers will come back to the market as the rate drops. Um, obviously, consumers, home buyers focus on the total payment, not just the rate, but also home prices, how that all ties together. If you would assume, obviously, if rates drop, buyers will come back. What will that do to home prices? And are we going to continue to do this dance around home affordability where one goes up, the other one comes down, and they continue to sort of cancel each other out? That, that's an actually, that's really a very interesting question. It really is a good one. Um, reality is home prices haven't really come down that much through this cycle. And I think it depends upon where you are. I think there are certain pockets geographically where home prices have come down. But the price, I mean, I think the average price last month actually was down like 3%. I think that was the number that I remembered seeing, um, which is not a really a dramatic move. What, what it does affect, it certainly affects uh, the buyer who maybe has a very low down payment. Uh, so if the price comes down, you know, he's effectively wiping out his equity very quickly. Uh, for the most part, except for the super luxury end, we really haven't seen dramatic drops in pricing. Now, that doesn't mean that there's going to be a dramatic upside in pricing, but the reality is there still is a housing shortage in this country, and that is somewhat problematic. Uh, builders can't put houses up as fast as the need is there, and that that is problematic. And I don't know how that's going to get resolved, um, but I think as supplies um, as supplies start becoming more available, which they certainly are, uh, the ports are clearing out. We don't have the same problems with getting, getting materials that we had. Lumber has collapsed in price. 
So you should actually start seeing the cost to the builder dropping because of the cost of lumber and the supplies and the supplies coming into into the United States. So pricing should be okay. I don't anticipate the prices are going to skyrocket, but there's no question that we need more supply. And rates would have to go really, really low to really bring housing prices back up at any kind of the rates that we've seen over the last three years. So, and I don't see that happening. So um, it's it's going to be an interesting scenario, but I'm not really concerned about inflation on the housing side now for quite a while. I think we're actually in a period where you're going to have relatively stable pricing for the homes that are out there. And as builders build, let's face reality, they're going to sell them as fast as they build them. I mean, that is the reality. And that's going to continue. Uh, you know, borrowers, especially, you know, this hasn't been a great market for arms, but uh, basically because short-term rates are higher than long-term rates. So it's very hard to get a really good adjustable. Um, but I think you're going to see more of that come out too as rates adjust here as well. People are going to, I mean, there are certain companies that are actually offering a 1% discount in rate for the first year as part of the gimmick to get people to actually close, which is creative. I mean, it's very creative. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I think the balance is actually going to be pretty good second half of next year. And I think the builders plan on ramping up as fast as they possibly can once they see rates start to drop. Certainly not doing it yet, but they will be doing it. Well, certainly I'm sure buyers and originators would love to see prices sort of stay stable as rates come back down and we get to a, get to a normal market again. Yeah, but you know, but there's one thing you have to bear in mind, and I again, I've said this to my own people. You know, the average interest rate over the last 50 years is actually over seven percent, and you know, a lot of people haven't been in this business for more than the last five six years, and the people that have been in this business the last five six years are used to mortgage rates being you know between three and four and a half. So, but the reality is. A 7% rate's not horrible. And by the way, because we got up to seven and a quarter, when we go down to six and a quarter, it's going to change the attitude of the consumer and of the MLO at the same time. And the attitudes will become more positive and there'll be more confidence in the market. I think you'll see a change. I really do. Absolutely. I think everyone's looking forward to that. Peter, thanks so much for joining me. Oh, pleasure. Oh, pleasure, Mike. Take care. We'll have the rest of your headlines right after this word. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO and Power Plus, their next generation broker portal. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to sign up. PennyMac TPO is a division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID number 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Here's the rest of your headlines for today, November 15th. Credit availability has fallen for eight straight months and it's now at its lowest level since 2013. The NBA says lenders are lowering their capacities and reducing their offerings. Meanwhile, buyers continue to get priced out of the market. Redfin says families need an income of $107,000 to afford the typical mortgage right now. That's up 46% from last year and roughly 70% since the start of 2020. And finally, a federal court of appeals has put President Biden's student debt forgiveness plan on hold. Six Republican states say the plan interferes with their ability to generate revenue and that Biden wrongfully sidestepped Congress to put the plan in place. Advocates hope that the plan would help graduates improve their credit and free up income to do things like buy a home. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Kutamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. 
Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygates. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.